Hello and welcome to another episode of Pokemon Adventures in the Millennium! It's been almost a calendar year since we played last and I've got blackout curtains in my living room because it's so fucking hot outside. <laughs> it do be like that. Well, I, I hope y'all didn't weird. forget that we cuss on this show. <laughs> oh, don't worry. With the, with the latest episode that this, this Q&A is coming out after, uh, that, that was the one where Julian fought June... And, uh, ooh. Yeah. Remember, kids, there's mature themes here. Oh, jeez. I was recently, I uh, guessed it on a podcast that has implemented a swear jar, and I owed them uh, $15 by the end. Wow, damn. <laughs> it would have been $18, but I couldn't think of a natural way to say the phrase fuck nasty shark style. You know what? I don't want to know what the context was at all. <laughs> there was a divorce. It's funnier that way. <laughs> Always I've, I've been I've been summoning my Gabe energy, and when I'm not in a circle of friends where it's second nature to to blur like every second word, I've been a good little boy. <laughs> Oh, oh, I, for, for a minute there, I was like, wait, Duncan, you have friends where you just say slurs with all the time? <laughs> I, 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 but, I'm slurring, searching for, I, I wouldn't say slurs. Slurs is the wrong Cuss. Like, cussing. Yeah. cussing. My, my, oh, because yeah. I, th I thought you meant that, like, you were, you, used to, you were in friend groups where you wouldn't enunciate, but you're practicing for oh, when you're recording. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> I think the true Gabe energy is Gabe just forgot the difference between a swear and a slur, and he thinks all swears are slurs. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's why he doesn't say them. There you go. Lore. Right there, fans. Right there. That's that's how it happened. He hears Julian say, damn, and he's like, oh my god, you can't say that? I don't know who can say that, but you definitely can't say that. <laughs> uh, which is funny, because uh, someone complained at work. Uh, like, a listener complained that the, because I said, oh my god. Oh! <laughs> oh my Exactly. Well. Apparently the guy was like, yeah, oh, so you're just going a lot, oh my god, and uh, god damn and all that, so so that's just going to lead to, oh my fucking god, and my, my <laughs> like, the general manager was just like, hmm, oh yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll definitely have to He's definitely gonna learn from this, and came into the room just like, "Oh my god, dude!" <laughs> <laughs> I heard from someone who used to work at a TV station. They aired a commercial about it was a commercial for bread, but it involved a truck driving over the bread to show how good the bread was. Which I don't understand how that works. Uh, but they got an angry call in from someone the next day because bread is the foundation of this country, and we are disrespecting it. Apparently you got a call from my friend Emily. <laughs> oh, man. Wild. Wild. Anyways, uh, podcast. This is Pokemon. We're back. We've been back for a little bit, but this truly is the first time we've all recorded together for a long time. Yeah. 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 And even the recordings you are hearing on proper episodes are still from, like, 2020, 2021. 
Yeah, there, you're gonna hit a point where, like, every other episode is, it's been a long while since we recorded, I hope we remember how to play the game. Speaking of which, I really should recheck the rules and remind myself how to play this game. Oh god, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I have, I, I came to the conclusion that part of the reason we've struggled a bit with the combat is that we have to kind of manually add everything together, so if we figure out, if I make a spreadsheet... If I make a spreadsheet, guys, <laughs> that just auto-does all this stuff, and you just have to type in your roles, and we should be fine, okay? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I believe in you, Tanner. But do I believe in me, is the question. Really, it's also Don't a player believe- side of things of, well, yeah. maybe we could, do, like, describe what we're doing a little bit. A little bit of flourish and flair. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I didn't look at. Of the mind. I did not look at most of the questions, but I think I actually saw a question regarding this, so we might as well get into the questions. Uh, so actually, we we should answer this first, uh, and this is more or less a question that I assume every listener has had on their minds. Where have we been? <laughs> it's been like two years since we put out consistent episodes. Yeah. Yeah. Ryan, I think you should go first because you had the biggest... um, Yeah, the long and the short of everything is life really fucking happened. Not only did the pandemic kind of like fuck us up a little bit, uh, just the sheer fact that I decided to get my shit together and I'm now in a career in radio, so I've had to move twice and I'm, it's funny, by the time this comes out, I will have moved a third time, but it's within the same city, it's just to a different apartment. So, it's uh, it's been kind of a wild, actually no, this will be the fourth move. <laughs> so, it's been kind of crazy, there's been a lot of irons in the fire, and uh, at least for me, I've just had so much going on, I just didn't have the time to dedicate to editing the podcast. Yeah. yeah, that's it yeah. for me. <laughs> well, and I, I feel like this would have been on an episode that came out, but I moved um, in 2021. So I've actually now I've been at this, pl- this pl- new place for almost two and a half years. Um, and so it did take me a while to get all my ducks in a row for all of my podcasts. Um, I also got a promotion at work and a, not a promotion promotion, but like I went from part-time to full-time. Which completely changed things because they gave me a set schedule, um, and then that set schedule changed because of stuff that happened at work. Um, other than that, though, I've been mostly fine. Like, really, it was just the big move. Also, part of it just the fact, like, I put a lot of stuff on my plate, and so me being the DM, just the uh, the energy, the labor of having to get everything planned out and ready for anything I could think of that for you guys to throw at me was... It, it did take a toll, I needed a break, and then that break just extended for a long, long time, mostly because of Ryan. Honestly, most of this is because of Ryan. Like, <laughs> I say that with love, but Ryan's mostly good, yeah. so. Yeah, it's my fault, guys. How I'm so dare sorry. you be a real boy? <laughs> I, I, I used to be just this nebulous figure who was just, like, around, you know? And now I'm just off doing my own thing. <laughs> yeah... That's what happens when you get a life. Um, I'm still in the same job. Same yeah, position, I was about to but... say, I don't think Lindsay and Duncan actually did change anything, because they were already functional human beings. <laughs> uh, well, well I, I did buy a condo. Oh, that's right, you yeah. also moved, but like it didn't have an yeah. impact, because that was in the middle of the hiatus. 
Yeah, I moved. I helped Ryan move twice. Almost the and third time. And I helped time. Dad move once. <laughs> <laughs> and I moved to a different part of Regina. So, yeah. Yeah. And, and also, I started a massive fanfic project that I broke Tanner into. Yeah. Did you rope me in, or did I just kind of worm my way in? <laughs> I think it started off with, like, me talking my ear talking your ear off about my ideas and then you kind of it, it it's an evolution of both like what we do for our other podcast and also like the old conversations we used to have in your car yeah I, I, it was definitely like it was your project and then you were telling me stuff and i was pitching you ideas and then at a certain point i was like hey Lindsay, could i write something for your story and you're like yes please fuck <laughs> yeah it's much. so big <laughs> yep <laughs> But that's a different podcast. Anyway, Duncan, what have you been up to? Well, yeah, like as as you touched on, nothing's changed career-wise, but I think it was due to the due, uh, due to the pandemic. Uh, thanks to Ryan, could, I, th- I think Ryan was the <laughs> reason that I took up the streaming on Twitch, and I think the reason I treasured that is lately. Whenever I pick up a hobby, I'll pick up that hobby for like maybe a month or two, and then I'll drop it. Like before streaming, I was I was picking up like console restoration. Like, hey, if anyone has like a broken N sixty four or something, I want to get into console restoration because I saw a video. I watched constant hours of restoration videos on YouTube because it was a vibe. <laughs> but then, yeah, I totally got oh, into streaming, yeah. and and still to the I I barely stream today, but I I haven't given it up. I have not given up. I still have irons in the fire as far as that goes, and. uh also, due to the pandemic, I was kind of finally did some like soul searching and figure out uh, that I have anxieties and stuff like that. I've just kind of, kind of put off to the side and ignored for like almost all my life, and I think I've overcome most of them. Boss, you're winning at mental health. So I improved <laughs> spiritually over the over this time span. <laughs> Got it, you found Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Duncan is now actually uh, in Creed. <laughs> playing, playing the electric triangle alongside Scott Stapp. <laughs> He's going to take you higher. now. <laughs> <laughs> gang being that the three of you all have blank mega stones who do you want to see mega evolve most either from your own party or for your compatriots and the same to tanner for everyone else of course uh i'm not gonna say anything i don't want to bias my players <laughs> spoilers essentially <laughs> uh, not necessarily well, I mean... because i could I, hey i'll tell you this we haven't of the episodes that have aired and record we haven't actually gotten to anything yet yeah mm-hmm. they still blank <laughs> I was I was worried that y'all had actually forgotten about them. I did. <laughs> I I've actually I've just been waiting for a time to like you know use it, but like of course my I'm gonna use it on Eric. It's gonna be in Incineroar. Right? 
I think it's safe to assume that, that we're probably going to do all of our starters. There's a high chance of it. Yeah. 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 Yeah, no, if I had to choose, like, if choose one for myself, yeah, I wanna, I, I'm want gonna, to I'm gonna go with uh, Claw. But if I wanted to see one of my, uh, the one I want to uh, see from my teammates is I want to see, I want to see a Mega, a, a Mega Torterra. <laughs> oh, that would be cool. Yeah. Be like yeah. a, which, which funny enough, that could also be like uh, a Gigantamax Torterra, which I assume would just be a mountain. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, literal mountain. You know, the one that springs to my mind for Gabe would be uh, for Shedinja and Ninjask, because, like, they're linked together, and I'm like, would one Mega Evolving cost the other one to Mega Evolve? Oh, that Ooh, would be cool. That's a Fusion, huh? <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, maybe the Mega Fusion would cause them to fuse back or something. Oh, that would be kind of sick. Uh, if I had to pick one, I would be kind of interested uh, in maybe like, hmm, maybe maybe Mega Evolve Roserade, Rose like Tex. Yeah. Uh, what do I go on there? Just go like full tuxedo mask. Because he's already <laughs> there, kind of, with the tuxedo yeah. mask thing, like. Where's that go? Mm hmm. I was also thinking Billy, just to see like how fire unicorn we can get here. He gets wings. Because <laughs> <laughs> of Peg Pegasus. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm surprised they didn't go for that. I'm surprised they didn't go for that for Galar. Yeah. Listen, hmm. we're all about fixing history. Yeah. Yes, Pokemon historical revisionism. <laughs> All right, let's. Uh, second yeah. question from Aubrey. Uh, th this one's more or less for me uh, here. Uh, where do you get the music for the background of the episodes that? aren't just from the games themselves. Uh, there there was one that was in the background while you guys were shopping in the most recent episode that really caught my ear for some reason. Uh, thanks for all the laughs and such an amazing show, by the way. Oh, thank you, Aubrey, one of our uh, loyal listeners. And uh, I can answer this question very easily because uh, we get all of our music now from ocremix.org. Heck yeah. It's, it's one of the best resources if you're just looking for remixes to all kinds of music i mean th these guys have been doing stuff since the 90s and it is a oh. massive catalog of music at your disposal all they ask for is you know credit them and that's that's what we do each episode yeah also fun note that's where i get my my uh intro or intro or like be right back music whenever i'm streaming because they they totally support mm -hmm. that as long as you give you, you they have a little widget that you just you put down your stream, it'll show who the author of the music is. So then you're giving you're giving a shout out to the creator. Yeah, OC Remix, they're super cool. I highly recommend you go just find all the cool remixes on there.
Alright, so our next question actually comes from moi, because I've been <laughs> dying to hear this. Uh, if the rest of the cast, uh, if your character in the cast was a Pokemon in Pokemon Mystery Dungeon, what Pokemon would your character be? Uh, I, I thought about this for a little bit, and I think, honestly, like, not, not to go for a joke, but, like, Slowpoke, because I'm just really easygoing and, like, apathetic to what's going on around me <laughs> is that you or is that julian oh wait are we answering in okay. character or yeah or like yeah real or, uh, heck i didn't read that right <laughs> or gabriel oh good news everyone i'm still somehow mixing up julian and gabriel i don't know why i do that <laughs> that's still kind of incredible <laughs> so no, so uh, i guess duncan is saying that for gabe oh no for gabe probably like insert like big strong muscly wrestler uh, Pokemon, like even like a Machoke or a Halucha. Mm. I feel like Machop would be the one. Yeah. It, it, yeah. Yeah. Machop or Machoke, definitely. Yeah. I don't know. I think Gabe would be what a like more of a gentle giant kind of Pokemon. Yeah, I also thought that too. I think yeah, Gabe would I, be a Tropius. <laughs> it does have fruit. And Gabe Banana does have a lot sword. of berries on, on him, so. <laughs> even, yeah, that's true. Even a chancy is like, here, have egg. I've. Well, you know, because I, I think with the, um, the Pokedex entry, whenever it senses somebody who's unhappy, or I think that's a Blissey, they, they come to their aid. <laughs> I know, Ryan. It seems like you have an idea of what Jillian would be. Uh, yeah, it, it's a good question because, like, Julian has a lot of different things that go on with him. Like, for the for the most part, he is kind of like a, a, a fun, goofy guy. Uh, he, he can be on the serious side if he has to be, you know, as we saw in the, in the previous episode. Uh, but, uh, I, I don't know why. I feel like he could be like a... Like a polywhirl. Okay. He's friend-shaped. Yeah. I feel like maybe it would be a caterpie because of you would be constant prey to all the bird types. <laughs> oh, God! <laughs> Help me! Help me! <laughs> uh, what about you, Lance? What the... about Belle? Oh, oh, me? Uh, well, one of my instincts would be like a law bunny or a Beniri, actually, because like it starts out with zero friendship. <laughs> <laughs> that it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was also but... th thinking like Ryolu. Yeah, this is yeah. vibe wise. Yeah, something like that. My first thought was actually a Vulpix, but that's probably more like me, Lindsay. Yeah, Lindsay. But, Lin but Lindsay I could very much... I could easily see Belle as a Ninetales. Oh, yeah. If Belle got turned into a Vulpix, her goal would be to come a Ninetales, because it fits her better. Yes. 
full on. Yeah, you can look, low. but do not touch the tails. <laughs> now that we've reached our limit for Pokemon, but I'm like, should have given Bella, Bella Ninetales or a Bulpix at some point. That's a later game. Yeah. That's post-game. Oh, you added a Pokemon in the off-season. <laughs> or just a new campaign, and we're like... Just a new... Yeah. Put, a, put a, a lower limit on Pokemon. I was like, yeah, everyone can have as many Pokemon as you want. And I'm sitting here like, I don't know how to juggle all these characters. <laughs> what, have, what have I done? <laughs> Tanner, is there any NPCs you could see uh, with... Uh, as like certain Pokemon and mystery dungeon setting. Let me open up my list of PCs, NPCs. Give me a moment. Oh God. Star, I think would be a Gengar. Yeah. Hi. Where's my list of major NPCs? Uh, Tyrion, who he's got all of his uh Burmese and Wormadams. I think he would be a Levany, or a Wurmple. Not a Wurmple. Um, oh, what's the smaller one? The Swadloon. Yeah. Yeah. Heather would also be a Baneary. <laughs> <laughs> because zero friendship, but worse. Yeah. And I'm not sure what Joni would be, necessarily. Hmm. Have I shown her with a Pokemon other than a Rotom? I don't think so, actually. Let me check my various and sundry documents. <laughs> got documents on documents on documents. She's also got a Golurk. Oh, damn. <laughs> Wait, is that hers or is that someone else's? No, yeah, that's hers. And yeah, I think she she would probably be a Golurk, I think. Um, God, that thing's huge. <laughs> or Golette, I guess, right? Because Golurk is the evolved one? Yeah, yeah Golurk is the yeah. evolved one. Golette right. is the, uh, the small little guy. Um, also, very friend-shaped. Nicole... Kind of reminds me of that one robot from, not the Wizard of Oz, but like Return to Oz. Oh, to the TikTok man? Yeah. I I think Nicole would be um a centret. Uh and then Holly would definitely be a houndour. Cassandra would be a Yamask. Uh Mikhail would be an Esper. And Jackie would be hmm. I know, what's a Pokemon Rangery type Pokemon? Something that's definitely like an athletic kind of Pokemon that's very active, you know? Maybe like a like a Mindfu? Yeah, actually yeah, yeah. Mindfu yeah. would would fit Mindfu. well for Jackie. And Inspector Damien, who knows what kind of Pokemon he would be. <laughs> <laughs> that's old news. You've already met a god. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, next question comes from Pixie Revenge. Uh, for anyone slash anyone, everyone, 
what is something you thought would be a defining part of your character, but has become minor? Or, what's something that you said as a joke that has grown to be a larger part of the story? The bird thing just steadily grows more and more, doesn't it? Yeah. It really was, because that was literally... That was literally just me failing at a roll to catch a murkrow. That was <laughs> it. And now you're forever an enemy of the murkrow mafia. All birds! They all hate <laughs> yep. me. Except for Melody. I, I think how we emphasized and focused on Melvin being a character so much that he became an ongoing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he really was just like this pathetic little thing. We're like, oh, look at this poor little meow meow. <laughs> let's 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 take him home. <laughs> uh, but for the first question, when I first made the uh, made Gabe up, I, I I put a lot of emphasis on the whole him liking wrestling thing and. But there were some, we touched on a few things with my interest in wrestling, but more or less it just became a, a scapegoat on making names for my Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, I was looking at my character sheet and I think with Belle, I had more of a like rogue ranger focus if we want to get D&D with it, but um, she's all but like a hex maniac, I think. I mean, she's still... D&D wise, I think she's a little bit rogue, a little bit ranger. The warlock thing is more recent, and I don't think you've, like, delved into your dark and mysterious powers lately. Yeah, I I haven't fully made a pact with anything, but a god has decided that they liked me. Yeah. Yeah, Julian was definitely supposed to be a bard type. I mean, all of us have, like, literal moves that we can use that we don't really use. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, th- I was I was when I was originally reading into the book, I wanted to make Gabriel like, I kind of wanted them to make him the Brock of the team, but because I wanted to be a ranger, but then I also was like, I want to be a cook. I want to make I I I kind of still kind of touch into that and like oh I make food for all the Pokemon, but I think I could dive more into the whole cooking thing. Gabe is definitely like the cleric of the team. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Jesus Christ, we're fucking Taz. Balance. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I do think that... also have the largest posse in the world. (laughs) This is very true. They'll have an entire squad. (laughs) Squad? We have a company with us. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Counting all of our Pokemon? Holy... Yeah, another thing that actually, like, this came up in the early episodes that was, I guess, something that we were going to use to, like, instead of carrying all of our Pokemon with us at all times was, uh, you know, send them over to Gabriel's family's farm, and then I guess we just didn't like that idea in the end. Yeah, oh, well, and honestly, that is something that the games have caught up with, where now you just have your box on you at all times. Yeah. yeah, I think, yeah, the, the yeah. Sword and Shield kind of came out uh, in in the middle of, of the podcast, and that was when they, they introduced the whole, like, have access to the box anytime you want. Retroactively, Which... we've been, always been in line with the games. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, by the way, I'll, I'll say, on the topic of games coming out during our game going on, don't don't hold your breath for, like, Scarlet Violent people to be showing up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if they put out, like, an expansion of all the stats or, or a conversion for all the stats for them into this game. I'm not going to look too hard for it. <laughs> we've, we've got things set. Like, there's, there's still, like, probably a third of the story I have planned left to go, but also I'm not going to be bending over backwards trying to, like, put everything back together to fit Scarlet Violet into it. But Tanner, what about our Pokemon? Can they terrestrialize? Yeah, I fucking gonna, hate terrestrialization. That was going to play into the next question. <laughs> ter- terrestrialization was made terrestrialization was made because an executive decided that they had to have a new gimmick every single game because they couldn't just bring back Mega Evolution. Mega Evolution worked fine. And then Gigantamax, I'll say, Gigantamax and the, the B- B- Beginamax or whatever the special Dynamax. one, Astronomax. Which one? Dynamax. D- Gigantamax and Dynamax were a good way to do Mega Evolution if they didn't like the fact that Mega Evolution was permanent for the whole battle. And then they're just like, no, we gotta do it different every time. Every time different. Like, bring one or the other back and just stick with it. Now you've got yeah. all these Pokemon designs that you can't do shit with. Mm-hmm. And, and you're stressing out the card designers because they have three different kinds of EX Pokemon, but this EX Pokemon is different from an EX Pokemon or an EX Pokemon. Ugh. Yeah. So this kind of retroactively answers Aubrey's uh, other question for us here. Uh, this was specifically directed to Tanner. Uh, you think you'll let the gang mess around with Z-moves, Dynamax, or Terrestrialization? Uh, I think it's pretty, uh, pretty definitive right there. Yeah, well, mind you, have, have we not done Z-moves already? We have... may have done Z-moves. I, yeah. I yeah, just, I... like, we had that bit at the Alola, uh, like, cultural center or whatever. Yes. Yes, yeah. yes I believe, and, yeah. And, like, I'm completely fine with sun and moon and the alola region having like its own like special mega evolution thing because it it ties into hawaiian culture anyway yes yeah and the same thing with dynamax because this the sword shield explained that there's zones in which the pokemon need to dynamax yeah 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 like you can justify them in universe the the watsonian explanations make sense i'm not gonna fight with those but uh, the Doyless explanation is, <laughs> some sometimes the executive just say we need the hot new thing. The old thing is dead to me. Give me the new thing. Yeah. 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 So I think we're just gonna be sticking with Mega Evolutions. So yeah. Yes. Yeah. We are the All right, our next question here comes from Nelson5377, who asks a very simple question. Will there be a campaign two? I'd like there to be. When there's talks about it, yeah. Yeah. Uh, There there always has been. Uh, I think I kind of like said, yeah, 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 I'll do the next one. I'll I'll DM the next one. Uh, I do have some solid plans in place, but uh, Tanner, you want to take it? So here's what I want to say about follow-up campaigns, is that um, we have talked about it, because we all have many character ideas. That's the thing, you start playing tabletop games like, ooh, here, let me real quick make 17 different characters, you know, just in case. Right. <laughs> um, uh, I've also 
I've half-jokingly, half-seriously talked to uh, Alex and JD from the podcast Pokemakers and said, like, oh, it'd be really cool if you guys had games that were, like, tabletop games that were run in the fan regions that you've created. And they're like, yeah, that'd be cool, but, like, we don't have the time. And are like, do I have the time? No. But what if I did? But I don't. But what if I did? Um, and then there's also the fact that um, we're all white people, and... <laughs> I am trying to involve myself in uh, actual plays that are not all pale shit. So if if I was running another campaign, I love you all. You're all my good friends who I know and love in real life. But I would be wanting to swap some players out so we had more diversity at the table. Fair, fair. That is fair. Yeah. And also, not all of us are going to be available to play a, a, a second campaign. At all That's time. true. Oh, yeah. Um, now that being said, if there was like if we did a home game that was solo the four of us, I'd be down for that totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that would probably take a lot of pressure off of us too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we'll we'll figure it out when we get there. Ryan has volunteered, and he's got some ideas. And vo- do you want to spill some beans on what you've been thinking? The the most I'll say is that it would be dealing with more like shadow Pokemon. Like this would be set in like the Ori region, so it would be a, it would be smaller scale. Uh, we're we're definitely pulling it back in terms of the sheer amount of Pokemon y'all get to have. Yes, pull, that's something yeah, we can no confirm no matter what. Is that any follow ups we do, we've learned. Yeah, smaller amount of Pokemon, and I think we've been talking about streamlining some of the rules streamlining or changing systems are there any questions about the system uh here here's the thing i'll say about that is that uh if we're doing a campaign two we're reworking the fucking system because this what we're working with right now uh, listen um, PTU, we love you. You've done us well. Yeah. So here's let me let me let me break it down. If there's no if no uh, listeners are asking questions about the system, let me talk about the system. It has done a very good game at replicating a lot of the nitty gritty things in the Pokemon games. However, the reason the Pokemon games can get away with doing all this nitty gritty stuff is that it's all of it is automatically calculated by a computer inside your Game Boy. <laughs> Yeah. When it's us at the table, we just kind of go um, numbers, um, and then it's it's also very weird when you have a, a, someone who's po- I'm pointing at myself saying someone who can do quick math pretty quickly in their head versus people who are like in the moment aren't thinking about doing math. They're th- they have more important things to think about, like role play and character stuff. And so like uh, I rolled this amount. This is uh, uh, I'm just like it's 18. It's an 18. Okay, and this happens and this and this happens. And I don't like doing that. Because then I'm just kind of, it's not railroading, but it feels like it's railroading because I'm just going there saying, this is exactly what happens based on the single role of the game. Da-da-da-da-da-da. Yeah. So it's a little aggravating. Another issue I have with Pokemon Tabletop United is that they've tried very hard to make the trainers just as important as the Pokemon. And that's a cool thing to do. But it is kind of at odds with the idea of Pokemon because the idea of Pokemon is that you're kind of just the vessel through which the Pokemon fight people. Yeah. Like, there is character stuff and roleplay stuff that you should focus on, but, like, all the mechanical things, like, the the Rammies. The Rammies, bro, those are all Pokemon-based. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of character creation stuff that... 
was a bit much, and we unfortunately don't use a whole lot of. Yeah, that's that's the thing I was gonna say earlier. Yeah, that you guys have all of these like moves and techniques and stuff, and it's like really the only nitty gritty that trainers should have in a Pokemon style tabletop game is uh, like training styles. Or things that have to do with interacting with the world in a broader sense, like, do you have knowledge of history, or, like, the world around you, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, stuff like your, like, like the skills that are here, like, I'm talking, like, your stats, more or less. You're, like, acrobatics, athletics, general education, charm. Like, that's fine. That's standard roleplay stuff that you can use. But when it comes to, like, actually using moves, it's weird it just feels weird using that kind of stuff. And there are other options out there. I've stumbled across a few that I've been toying with. I've been toying with making one of my own whole cloth. I also, I recently found out that Critical Ditto made their own system and has been using it for the past four seasons of their show. Which, hey, yeah. I've never had a chance to listen to Critical Ditto, but it sounds like you all are doing amazing. Great work. Good job, people. Yeah, big shout out to them. Also, big shout out to Stu for being in Final Fantasy sixteen. Oh, what? good job, Stu. He, he, he's a fucking voice hey. actor in there. <laughs> Hell yeah. It's fucking cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so I'm I'm gonna have, we'll probably take a closer look at Pocket Monster of the Week, uh, when we get a chance for whatever follow-up we do. Um I think for now though we might just stick with Tabletop United unless we really hit like the edge of our rope. We'll definitely yeah. streamline. We can probably dive more into theater of the mind, or who knows? Maybe, maybe by the time this comes out, I'll have like hard hacked something and be like, "Okay, this is all that's happening from now on." Yeah, you know, like it's funny. I, I think when it came to the trainers, there's so much stuff, and we just don't use it. But when it comes to the Pokemon, I'm kind of fine with how that is. Yeah. I, th- I think, like, there's maybe one or two things to ch- kind of change up, but, like, the Pokemon are pretty much fine. I would leave that alone. I would just change yeah. trainers. Yeah. And the thing is, I've... Actually, I haven't said this on mic, but I've said this to some other people before, is that I'm fine with something that has, like, a lot of crunch and crunch in the combat, because, in my opinion, that doesn't detract from the role-playing. It actually helps it, because then the role-playing is a lot more freeform. Whereas, if you get a game that cares a lot mechanically about how people feel, I have found that sometimes that can, like, force you to go in a specific direction. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a different... Like, there are some games that do it where it's good, because it's just, like, roll like this, and it's a jumping-off point for how the interaction goes. But then sometimes it's like, you roll like this, you have to react this way. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. I remember those. And so I can appreciate a PTU... I'm sorry? I remember there was a moment in the mass campaign that we were running off on the side of this, and there, there, there was a point where I, I, I rolled like a four, so like I failed, and it, it, it kind of made me do a thing, at, and and like I had to say this thing to one of our uh, other characters, and I just, I felt, I felt, felt wrong. I was like, no, I wouldn't say this. This isn't me. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and it also some of it also it just comes from like role, more experienced role playing means that you're better at role playing. Like I'm sure, I don't know how much experience you had when you were running Bass because that was three years ago. And it seems like Ryan, you've been in a lot of tabletop games since then. So like, 
Uh, actually, not really. <laughs> Aren't you in, like, two different D&D campaigns right now, or am I imagining that? So, uh, well, we're, there's the one I'm running with y'all. Uh, there is the one I am, uh, if, actually, hopefully by now I will have made a guest spot in. And then make a further guest spot, and then actually become a full time player. In it's it's a, it's a <laughs> whole thing with uh with some of my friends are running basically follow up one shot campaigns to their massive like couple years campaign. So okay, oh jeez, oh yeah, nice yeah. Shout the shout the helping hand, all all those beautiful people. But, uh, yeah, so I, I haven't done, like, a whole ton of tabletop stuff in, in, the, in the dark times. <laughs> so, so it's good to be back at this, and hopefully when we're done this, uh, we, we, we can actually do a uh, second one, because hopefully I'll have some concrete ideas by then. Yeah. We... Every I time we're getting on... better. Yeah. And uh, to kind of take on to what Tanner uh, said off the hop about like wanting to change up players, I can guarantee y'all this. In my campaign, it's these three chuckle fucks. It's, <laughs> if y'all are my players, that's that's who I want, and that's that's who we're going to rock with. <laughs> Now, now, one thing, this is actually a question I have for Tanner and really the rest of y'all is like, would we be open to guest spots in the future? Like a guest, like guest appearance if, if it like fit? Not in this campaign. I think if you're, if you're doing an actual play that has guest spots, I think you need to have that factored in from the start. Like Critical Role knew that they were doing guest spots and uh, Pokemon World Tour United, they, they knew that they were going to be doing guest spots, and so they had, like, openings built in for that. This yeah. one, at this stage in the game, it's too late, and it's like, no, it's just you three. We need to, we need to get this done. Yeah. yeah. I would like to end this before t- the 2025. That <laughs> sure would be nice. Yeah. Uh, now, the second part of this question is cameos. Like, just a voice cameo. Maybe... But again, I'm not sure where where that would fit or what that would accomplish. Like, I did consider getting a voice cameo for the uh, tape recording from the future that you guys were going to listen to in Celestic, but I didn't have time to arrange things. It was just going to be with one of our mutual friends, and you'd be like, oh my gosh, it's that guy. Um, I'm not sure where a voice cameo would fit in otherwise for other stuff. That is a cool idea. It's just doesn't fit in with the plans as are so basically we'll see how it plays out <laughs> yeah <laughs> nope on <I'm> stars All right, next question here comes from Eli, who's actually got two questions back-to-back here, but we'll start with this first one. 
Uh, I remember this being asked at some point uh, in the past. Oh, hang on, sorry. Uh, it was it was Cameron and Ashley that you guys met in Celestic, not Robbie and Rosie. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh. Ca Cameron and Ashley are on the side of good. So is Ava Logos. Uh, Robbie, Rosie, and Lorne are evil robots from the future. <laughs> yes. Yeah. All right. Next question here comes from Eli, who uh, remember he says here this. I remember this being asked at some point in the past, but what's uh, but what's one Pokemon on each player's team that you feel you've relied on too much, and what's one Pokemon that you'd like to see more of? Since I've been since it's been a while since that was asked. Y'all use your starters too much. You should get rid of them. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> No. Uh, no, actually, the starters get a pass because they're your starters. <laughs> your starter is where from day one. Uh, as for myself, I've, I've really tried hard to, like, spread the love amongst the team. Um, I think if anyone, and this is simply because, oh, God, what the hell? Uh, th this is simply because uh, they're just a, they're just a little, a few levels lower than everyone else. I would like to see Ibuki get a little bit more use from me, but that's that's just me. Also, we're in, in in terms of future episodes, we're in an ice environment, so I'm not sure how well a water type will be here. Well, water does resist ice. Oh, she don't got much else that I can actually like do a whole lot right right now at the moment. But we'll see. <laughs> I rely way too much on rock. I, I think early on when they got like their first really big critical hits, like, oh, they pack a punch. <laughs> so whenever I need something with like a lot of a lot of power behind their hits, I usually brought I usually bring them out. <laughs> uh, as for somebody I would like to see more of is they haven't evolved yet. My my little boy buggy. Yeah. It's um, funny, none of our fossil Pokemon have evolved. And, yeah. I mean, well, well they, they have a high threat. Rocksteady has there. a good excuse. He doesn't have an evolution. <laughs> yeah. He's got a mega yeah. evolution, though. Yeah, I haven't used Sundance in a while. But, again, we're in... Well, Rock... Uh, uh, Sundance has the grass typing, which is why I have my concerns. I think the... Two Pokemon for the past while I've been relying a lot on has probably been Sigurd and Cassidy. Um, and honestly, out of all of my Pokemon that I haven't been paying as much attention as I should have, um, Sarah and Klondike kind of, yeah, I, I need to use them more often. <laughs> I mean, Klondike was basically a joke anyway. <laughs> I know, but I feel like I owe her at least, like, some love and attention. Also, like, she will be evolvable soon. Yeah, she she can evolve right now at some point. But, oh, okay, yeah. Uh, wait, Sing wait Klondike out and she just starts making seal noises. <laughs> Foil! <laughs> no, she's a dugon! Blum, <laughs> Now, the, the the one that really jumped out to me from Bell's team is Tex. I swear we haven't seen yeah. Tex in forever. Yeah. Again, ice environment. 
Texas isn't gonna we'll do well. We'll find a cave. And before that was a poison environment. Yeah. <laughs> Poor yeah. Tex. We'll, we'll find yeah. a spot for you. Yeah. At least it looks cool. Next question, also from Eli. Uh, this one is directed towards, uh, I guess, Duncan. Uh, was Gabe looking into Shedinja's back planned, or was that a spur-of-the-moment thing? If it was planned, how long was it pl being planned for? Uh, I, I think it was, I think I was hinted towards looking at their back. I, I think I very I subtly. <laughs> I very subtly encouraged Duncan. Yeah. I was like, I read the Pokédex entry about, like, don't look in your back or it'll steal your soul, and then I think I just gave Duncan a look. Yeah. <laughs> and I used my psionic powers to tell Duncan telepathically, hey, Duncan, you should look in that Pokémon's back. Yeah, and I, I caught those vibes, and I went with it. Uh, the next question here comes from Crimson Lotus Twenty One. If Gabe, Julian, and Bell saw Star right now, how badly and quickly would they run her pockets? Bell would run Star's pockets before anybody else had the chance. <laughs> Dude, Bell would kill her. Just straight. <laughs> <laughs> I think Gabe would be sitting on the sidelines, like. I, I I'm I'm ready to bury the body, but I'm not going to participate in this. <laughs> <laughs> I have the Undertaker right here. <laughs> you <right> do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Julian's just just like beside Belle uh, as she's absolutely being the fucking tar out of Star. I'm just like, yeah, beat her ass, beat her ass, <laughs> get her, get just, her, just hyping, get it. her. Just got Melody just, like, repeating that. <laughs> oh, Tanner, as a DM, how how hard would we destroy her? Oh, it would be confirmed death. <laughs> Fatality. This is what you use your moves for. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the next question, uh, also comes from Eli, uh, who's everyone's favorite member of the Logos Foundation or Team Star and why? God, it's been so long. So it's, yeah. it's Team Astro, not Team Star. <laughs> Even if I call it Team Star all the time, because she is kind of like, she's taking it over. Yeah. A real but also there is a Team Star now, isn't there? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So we have to make a point. It's like, no, this is Team Astro. <laughs> have to put our There's a Team on. Astro in Pokemakers too, but that's different because they're circus folk and Star would not be caught dead. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, 
I really like Siri and Kano, the Team Astro grunts. Mm-hmm. We then turned the leaf. They did! They're former Team Astro grunts now. Oh, yeah. And they're just a pair of little dingbats. <laughs> Another other members of her little meow meows. <laughs> yeah, I think those two were my favorites. Um, Logos Foundation, I think we all kind of saw them as the bad guys anyway. They were just bad vibes. Bad guy feel. Yeah. I was it, trying to be subtle and I utterly failed. <laughs> here's the thing. As soon as I saw the name Logos Foundation, all I could think of was the Aether Foundation. Those guys I mean, yeah, vibes. that's true. <laughs> it, it was immediate. It was like, mm -mm, mm -mm, I don't trust like that. I've dealt with one foundation already. <laughs> but Robbie was kind of kind of neat, like boy genius, kind of like Detective Conan kind of type with the Meltan. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, the couple uh, of uh, like admins that we have run into from from Astro have been kind of neat. Like Decker, the the dude uh, who like the pirate dude. Yes. Yeah. yeah he was there is to, to remind you guys, Decker was the pirate guy who attacked you on the ferry to uh, Barbocella. Karina was the bartender who stole all your Pokemon right after the fight with the queens. She got oh, us good. Man. I don't and, like them. And Vela was the mistress of disguise who replaced everybody with dittos. <laughs> you know, like, some interesting ones. I'd probably have to say my favorite is Gar, just because of the like the love to hate the character and the friction. Yeah. The friction between her and Belle. That it, it, it created a good dynamic. Mm-hmm. We we here on Pokemon Adventure of the Millennium we support women's wrongs. <laughs> we support toxic access. <laughs> I love the fact that she is like so fucking like like ruthless at points because she was ready to just fucking kill people. She tried to kill Belle. Yeah, she may have killed her dad. We don't know. Yeah, unconfirmed. Well, I. The tip-off should have been when I described her as looking like Feruza Bulk in the craft. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh shit! I just remembered there is something I've been wanting to ask since uh, yeah, the plot lines that you know haven't quite developed yet. There's a whole fucking thing of like a Bell's mom and half sister that we haven't really addressed. Yeah. Uh, I think that's the Tanner and me discussion. Yeah, they have. There hasn't really been an important part part of the story for them to factor in yet. Off mic, we can figure something out, Tanner. I don't know, maybe when you guys get back from Snowpoint. When we start heading to the other side <laughs> of Sinnoh. It's very much been one of those things where it's like, well, we'll deal with it after, and then everything just kept happening. It's like, okay, well, we've been replaced by Dittos. Okay, we gotta go meet a god. Okay, we gotta go uh, get our Pokemon back from being kidnapped. Okay, a uh, game has been maimed. <laughs> uh, uh. <laughs> 
Gabe was maimed, and you didn't give me ample warning. Oh god! Right. Yeah, that was a that was a bad thing on my part. All time moment though. <laughs> At least he didn't pass out. No, uh, you gotta you gotta hand it to him. <laughs> At least I didn't make Lindsay the real person pass out in real life again. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been hilarious. Yeah, she would have been up in arms. Anyways, uh, next question actually comes from uh, Pixie's Revenge again. Uh, are there any house rules that you guys pl uh, play with that aren't in the system? Almost the entire game. <laughs> the game is more good. We use them whenever we use them. We start from using them and then we ignore them whenever we can. They're, they're not much. They're not rules. They're guidelines. They very much are. This is cooking. Let us cook. Yeah. Yeah. What's that? What's that line from Adam Savage that he always said? <clears throat> I reject your reality and I substitute it with my own. Yeah, that's yeah, actually that's, from a movie, a... and you can watch it right now on Tubi. Oh, sweet! Awesome. <laughs> Fucking love Tubi. Uh, another question here from uh, Pixie. Uh, basically, a whole run of questions, so we'll bang these ones off real quick. Uh, do you have any favorite dice that you are attached to? Oh, fuck! I collect dice like no one else. <laughs> I have a set particularly specifically for this session because my friend uh, got, uh picked up Kickstarter for EV EV Evolution D6s. So the uh, I have to bring them out. I think the the ones are replaced with the head, the silhouettes of the Evolutions and she, Oh, that's cool. She gave me four of them. I think the Sylveon um and the original three, the uh, Flareon, Vaporeon, and uh, Jolteon. And so, I try to use them as much as I can, but like some abilities use more than four D6s, so... <laughs> yeah, well you can get a thing that's just D6s. Like, when I started playing in a Power by the Apocalypse game, I got a really nice set of uh, metallic blue dice with green pips that are all D6s. Um... Which is great because I'm playing uh for the Magic the Gathering heads out there. I'm playing a character who's in Simic for that game. Uh, listen to our sparks ignited, um, and I really like the look of those. I've also got a set of uh purple like metallic purple dice with gold numbers on them. Those are really nice. Um, I've got these like gold and blue, royal blue dice that are really nice um and then i've also i've got some yellow dice that they, they're nice but i'm not super attached to them yet i gotta buy some new yellow dice uh because my, my i have a character in an upcoming game that has a more yellow color scheme and so i'm like uh, i should get some dice to fit them <laughs> yeah um my dice are in my bedroom right now um you don't keep them next to your desk in a pistachio tin? <laughs> no, no. It doesn't go with the rest of the decor. Uh, I'm sure you I can hear the clinks also. and clunks as I, as I load them back in here. <laughs> yeah. Um, off the top of my head, I remember that I have a set of green B6s that I use for a lot of stuff. Um, I have a set of frosted blue 
dice with white numbering on them. They kind of look like sea glass, which is why I bought them. Ooh. And a pink and black set. Like, it looks like pink and black marbling. Which, like, I would like to get a set of D6s with that same color scheme for... If we ever picked up the mask game, Tanner? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because my character has a pink and black uh, color scheme. I also, I just remembered, because I, I supported the die Kickstarter for the game die based on the comic book die, I got all the die dice in their own little special dice tin. They're, they're like blood red with black numbering, and the high roll is just, the high roll is just a diagram of the die itself. So those look really rad. Just the die die in the die box. I got the die dice in the die dice dice box. Uh, as for myself, uh, I got I got the my my main ones right here. That being a uh, a classic purple and black set with gold numbers on it, and then uh, some uh, blue and, blue and silver ones with white numbers, and then some kind of like uh, kind of like what Tanner just said, like blue and uh, with uh, some green numbers as well, and then some nice like shiny purple ones uh, with white numbers, and also uh, two sets of D sixes. Uh, that are aluminum and copper plated. Ooh, fancy, heavy chunks. Yeah. Oh, sorry. One more, one more thing of dice. I got uh, a pair of dice that I won in a raffle for supporting the Control Group Patreon. Uh, Control Group is a podcast that I've listened to where they do various different systems uh, and short little games, and they're really nice. They're basically the trans flag marbling on these dice and this the the six space because they're d6s and the six is just the control group logo nice oh that's cool and they're really nice and they've rolled really well for me so thank you for these weighted dice Uh, now a question from Pixie. Uh, what's something that's happened during the sessions that never made the cut, uh, but it's just too funny not to share? Oh my god, it's been so long. I'm trying to remember what I've had to cut for time. I guarantee um, there's loads of stuff, and it's not that we're sharing, not sharing because it's not funny. It's we're not sharing because it's been a long time when we forgot. Yeah, yeah. I think there wasn't there we a, point in, a point in time where it was like like we we it was so funny we were busting a gut. God knows how long. Maybe and generally, of- generally, I don't try to cut too much stuff. Like, I leave a lot in that is, like, pretty funny. If I do have to cut something from, like, the main episode, I'll sometimes throw it in right at the end. Like, after the credits all thing. Yeah, a little after credit funny thing. Like, it, like all good podcasts will have. Um... But I'm just trying to remember some, from some of the recent stuff I've done. I I think the one... I literally cut down like 10 minutes of an episode and then put that out as a bonus episode. So, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> like, most of the funny table talk also, it's like, in jokes that only we would understand. Yeah. Yeah. 
Most, most of the stuff that does get cut is just simply dead air. And, uh, final question here from Pixie, uh, from this little, like, run of questions. Uh, what's your favorite part about playing together? We're all friends. Friends love each other. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Waffle up. <laughs> we mesh well, we have a great dynamic. Brian was right all those years ago when we did the first Q&A that, like, trios naturally kind of form into the id, ego, and super ego. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it's great to see what everyone's imagination comes up with when faced with scenarios. <laughs> it's always mm -hmm. neat to see how, how we tackle everything. And from what I'm able to gauge from, like, our last, like, sessions before we start, you know, actually putting together more sessions, uh, coming up, uh, we're, we're about to get into the thick of it, I assume. Yeah. So, I can, I can only guess what we're gonna be fucking doing. Oh, yeah. Got big plans, big plans. Big plans. Uh, all right, our next question here comes from Kaya, uh, who says, uh, if you yourself are a, are a Pokemon Mystery Dungeon, uh, which of your Pokemon from this campaign would you want to be your adventure partner? Doesn't even have to be yours. A lot of Mystery Dungeon going on around here. I think we know know what's, what <laughs> bonus episode we might have to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bell got turned into a mystery dungeon character. Uh, oh. Like, I assume this is, like, me getting mystery dungeoned, and which of Julian's Pokemon would I love to have as a, uh, as a partner? I feel like Pearl would be a hilarious partner to be around. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think... I would like, I would like Flair. I would like to have them as a little, a little buddy to engineer with. I don't know. I was just taking a look at the list of mine. Like, yeah, you know what? Yeah, I vibe with that. <laughs> and I love all my pokes. Hmm, it would be a great traveling partner. Great Mister Ginger partner. Uh. No, I'll go. I'll go with Myra. Yeah, I, I think I, that would be fun. <laughs> I'm not exactly sure. I've never actually played any of the Pokemon Dungeon games, so I don't know how it, they operate as a game. So, <laughs> oh, they're super fun. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If you play the rogue roguelike game, it's like oh, that. Oh, you said the word roguelike. Ooh. It's 
It's not roguelike, it's Mystery Dungeon, which just means it is has procedurally ge procedurally generated dungeons. Uh, yeah. If you die in Mystery Dungeon, you don't have to start from zero. Oh, nice. <laughs> you just have to do the level over. Yeah. And remember to pay the Cacleons. <laughs> As for myself... Inspector Damien is a Pokemon. <laughs> yeah. Spoiler that was my second. That wow. was gonna be my second. Answer. No, again, that's old news. <laughs> I get. <can't>. I <laughs> Hi, I've been turned into a funny little guy. Here's my best friend, the God of Darkness. <laughs> uh, isn't that the plot that of Super cool. Mystery Dungeon? I don't know. I never played further than Time and Darkness. I also never got to the Time and Darkness post-game, where I know that Darkrai is involved in that somehow. Oh, okay. <laughs> every day I wait for an announcement of a remake of a new Mystery Dungeon or a Mystery Dungeon remake, and every day I'm disappointed. Uh, also from Kaya, uh, if your characters had to trade Pokemon with each other, which one would they want from each other's team? Oh, that's a good one. Oh, I think for Belle, it's a toss-up between Undertaker and Flare. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if I had to choose one from each of yours... Uh, I can never remember names. The I want Julian's Joltik. <laughs> I don't. I want. Oh, I, I want the Legion I want, of Bugs. You want April? Yeah, and I, I, I want the Steel. <laughs> Klondike. Klondike. <Fire>. Yes. <laughs> All right. If I had to pick from Gabriel, I would. I would kind of want Rock. To rock Lesnar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and if I had to pick anyone off of the Bell team, uh, got a lot of good ones. <laughs> uh, I would, I would honestly probably consider Calamity. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> You, you've been wanting to dual wield Calamity and Bonnie for a long time. Oh, a long, when, when Calamity was still a, a, a bomb, <laughs> a, a, little, a little guy, <laughs> it was a total missed opportunity of Bell dual wielding <laughs> this Mega Man fucking cannon and a pistol. <laughs> <laughs> So, I did like, seriously consider not I did seriously consider not letting Calamity evolve because she was funny as just a little guy bull. <laughs> but then we're she'll just the Pokemon when... anime. Yeah. But I, I feel like she'll be a funny big Garchomp. Because she'll have the exact same personality. Yeah. <laughs> we did say that as a good bite, she's still pretty wall-eyed. 
(laughs) She's not looking forward. It's more to the side. (laughs) Her evolution look kind of leaned more into the hammerhead shark look. It also did lead to the really funny realization of Calamity and Pearl hate each other. (laughs) (laughs) Because Pearl is always trying to eat Calamity. Alright, next question does come from Scott. Uh, Yes, for the players. Was there any specific event in the campaign that you, personally, consider a pivotal part of in how your character has developed? Uh, We'll start with Lindsay. Lindsay, what what would you say was the was the turning point or a a key a keystone moment in Bell's uh, development? Because there's a couple like I'm trying to remember when she started really digging into the into like the occult history side. Like off the top of my head, I think it's like getting Cassidy back i was thinking that too really any episode that has like a character name something is a is a big episode yeah getting can you um getting stabbed yes yeah dang i inflict personal i know actually i haven't inflicted a severe injury on julian yet i don't think no no just like just emotional ones that's true (laughs) <laughs> his scars are on the well actually no you have he got burned on his back remember uh in uh oh, that's in true City. yeah that that felt like such a minor thing though yeah. in, in comparison to everything else that happened it kind of was <laughs> bell died i could remove all of julian's teeth one by one and he'd be like, this is fine. It's alright. It's not bad. Get dentures. <laughs> I think uh, if you eat a soft boil from like a from like a, a a blissy, it will just heal any and all injury. Like you just grow your teeth back. That has horrifying implications. Also, yes. <laughs> you heard it here first. It's canon. <laughs> Yeah, I think also uh, my pivotal point was uh, when I, I I endured great bodily harm. <laughs> Brave bodily but it's harm. it's it's not only due to that realization, but it was also I think uh, the connection between me and Andre. Since I haven't actually caught Andre, but they've decided to tag along. Uh, yeah, I don't think my care. I don't think Gabe conveyed this, but I think. He's got a reason for not catching any more Pokemon. I think Andre's cluing into him that he doesn't need to catch Pokemon in order to, you know, befriend them and stuff like that. And I feel that's gonna take uh gonna take him further down that route. Yeah. He's gonna release half his party and just be like, yeah, just come see me if you need me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh as as for Julian, I think I, th- I think with the recent episode, the last episode that just came out was kind of a, 
it it's gonna be a bit of a turning point for him because like he he had to learn a very hard lesson there of like you gotta be in control of yourself a little bit brother and your actions have consequences <laughs> mm -hmm. Uh, that leads into Scott's second question, which is for Tanner. Uh, is there any specific uh, thing that any of your players have done in the campaign that has changed the end result of any significant plot points that you'd plan out? Well, I will. I can't remember if I've said this or not, but originally, um, originally Karen and Ashley were going to be robots. No. <laughs> <gasps> And then you guys clocked that stuff so quickly, I was like, no, maybe that's just their normal personalities. <laughs> maybe they're just like that. <laughs> maybe they're just like that, and they're not evil robots from the future. Um, there's been... Actually, I'll tell you this, a surprising amount of stuff that you guys have done has actually seemed really well with my plot twist plans that I haven't had to change them. It's just like, oh, I can add this detail into it, and it's better. But I can't tell you what those are, because those twists are still on the horizon. Ooh. Oh. Okay. We're really good players in that we're, we're we're the type of people that are like Tanner, at this point you may as well just tell us what to do because we just want to see what kind of story we got here. <laughs> <laughs> Tanner's breadcrumbs are like here's a four course meal and I'm like, oh delicious. <laughs> really? Because I thought my breadcrumbs were a big neon sign made out of gingerbread that said go this way. <laughs> Yeah, but you make us want like, to Like, I try not way. to railroad, but I feel like I definitely create scenarios where guys are like, well, this place seems the obviously more interesting one. Should We should go here. And like, you don't have to, but I'm glad you are. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, sometimes in these kind, especially in actual plays, a little railroading never hurt nobody. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. <laughs> and at this point, you guys are pretty much on a train. <laughs> We're on the train. We're moving. Yeah. yeah. Chugging along. Uh, and Scott also asks for everyone, how's your day? Pretty lax. I'm... Yeah, you guys go ahead and then I can... <laughs> oh, Lindsay you know, can tell can us about... Let's just give this whole floor to Lindsay. <laughs> you know, yeah, Lindsay, here you go. Lindsay, about... you good? <laughs> tell, tell the audience why this episode got delayed like twice. <laughs> <laughs> so Lindsay came up to visit me. Uh, yeah. Up here in BC. I live up north, so it's kind of hard to get here right now. Uh, yeah. Eventually, I will get out of my northern prison and be in society once again. But <laughs> in the meantime, people have to come up to see me. Yeah, because otherwise uh, it is 16 hours. It's a long drive. Yeah, uh, so the fastest and... way to fly. Yeah. And so, I. So. Yeah. So I, I go up to visit Ryan and my flight out was fine. Like my plane to Calgary had to switch gates at the last minute. But you know what? Turns out I was at the right gate anyway. I came barreling out just to look at my boarding pass and realize, oh, I'm already at the right gate. Well, I still have to like change seats anyway. No harm, no foul. 
Getting back, though. <laughs> oh my god. Here we go. So, as we're... As Ryan is driving me to the airport, I start getting messages from, uh, the... From... Fuck it, I'll say it, WestJet. Um, they can suffer. Yeah, we're not sponsored. Fuck them. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm getting messages from WestJet about my flight being delayed, and it was just, like, one delay that was, like, it meant that I was going to be in, like, Vancouver for, like, 20 minutes instead of 40 minutes. And I'm like, it's whatever. And then as I'm going through security, I get another message that's like, oh, yeah, we've delayed your flight for, like, another hour. And it's like, oh, no. And then that hour turns into, like, two hours <laughs> because of mechanical issues with the plane. Eventually, they get everything fixed, but by the time I'm boarding, the final message from WestJet is like, sorry, we had to, like, change your itinerary completely. So, I, my original itiner itinerary, I would be leaving Ryan's place, going down to Vancouver, and then flying up to Edmonton, and then flying to Regina, because there's no direct service to Regina at all. Um, Regina is not the hub, Calgary is the hub. And just stupid stuff. And Air Canada doesn't do flights out of Regina. I think they only do one. And it's not to Vancouver. I I, I love this country. I love this country. Um. Anyway. <laughs> so. Get to Vancouver. I get like a hotel voucher. I get meal vouchers. I email my work. And I'm like sorry. I won't be able to come into work on Monday as planned. I'm stuck here until Sunday. And they're like. That's okay. You have a lot of vacation time, actually. You can burn some of this off. And I'm like, great. So I spend my the rest of the afternoon in Vancouver. I'm at this nice hotel in Richmond. I'm near the ocean. Everything's fine. I'm refreshed. I'm relaxed. I'm ready to go tomorrow morning to take this 11 o'clock flight straight to Regina. The thing is, this is the only flight that week that goes straight from Vancouver to Regina. And I am depending on this to get home uh, by a reasonable time. I'm at the gate. I'm ready to go. They have cleared out everybody on the plane. They're ready to board people. And they discovered that there is a mechanical failure on the plane. And they had to cancel the flight. I, <laughs> I, I was devastated. And then <laughs> I, I have to stand in line. Vancouver International Airport for three hours to get help because WestJet then reschedules me for another flight that would take me through Calgary back to Regina. But that flight was leaving at like five in the afternoon. Like that just for the Vancouver to Calgary leg leg. And then I wouldn't be getting on the flight to Regina until like eleven o'clock at night. I wouldn't have been home until like after midnight. Like that's just no, I, I'm I'm not doing that. Um so after three hours of waiting, I managed to get up to a kiosk and the lady there, uh the WestJet lady manages to get me an earlier flight. I still have to go through Calgary and it's still Monday or no, Tuesday. No. No, Monday. God, time is I'm completely thrown off. I don't know what day it is anymore. Um <laughs> But yeah, I have to spend one more night in Vancouver. And like, I'm back at the hotel that I was at earlier. It's fine. 
It's just, you know, I was hoping to be home earlier. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> the, my adventures in traveling. Or Maybe curse. next time it'll be better. It's why I'm gonna talk to mom and be like, hey, I don't think I'm gonna come out for Christmas this year because I remember what happened last year. I don't want to yeah. do that again. <laughs> yeah. Long and short of it, Christmas travel in Canada fucking sucks. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, just tra travel in Canada is a nightmare. And when I become dictator of Canada, there will be rail. We are too dependent upon planes. There. So, yeah. Otherwise, ever since I got back to work, I've been fine. <laughs> yeah, my day has been fine. <laughs> my day has been good. Yep. Same. All right, our second to last question comes from Mordred uh, for Tanner. Uh, how, if at all, does Legend Legends Ar Arceus uh, fit into the Sinner region that you have created? Uh, I know that you first started AITM well before LA came out, uh, but is it able to fit in with your Sinner region at all? So the only thing that is at odds with my Sinnoh region is that Legends Arceus, which is set like a few hundred years in the past, uh, calls it the Hisui region. And I was like, the Sinnoh region was founded a thousand years ago. Uh, so I might have to finesse that. But otherwise, it actually fits pretty well. <laughs> I can work yeah, with kinda, that. kind of fits in line. If we just have to like retroactively change the name of something to, oh, a few thousand years ago, it was the Hisui region. I mean, that's, that's kind of it. Easy fix right there. Yeah. Or we can, we can like, do some, like, not lost history, but, Small. like, not as well-known history thing. Like, the only example I can think of is how uh, New Zealand, like, the traditional name that you're supposed to use is Aotearoa. Um, mm -hmm. And that's a different situation for Hisui slash Sinnoh, because Hisui was, like, specifically renamed Sinnoh to represent the, the formal combination of the Diamond Clan and the Pearl Clan. And so that's a different thing. But it could, it could be like, oh, you guys find a textbook, like, oh, it's not often known, but, like, uh, even though the Sinnoh region, like, itself, like, civilization bloomed at this point, and it was, like, known as a region at this point, it wasn't formally considered the Sinnoh region, like, the titular Sinnoh region until this point in history, something like that. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's not, it's not, a, that's really the only thing, and it's not a huge thing, I can work with it, and yeah, a lot of Legends Arceus I can work with as well. Mm-hmm. We're just gonna come across some Hisui Pokemon, and that's cool. <laughs> well, I figure, like, the further north we go, the more likely we were go we're gonna come across some chance, Hisui yeah. Pokemon. I mean, who knows where they went? Mm -hmm. Maybe they're all in the Savage Land. <laughs> Tanner, oh that's a Marvel thing that we gotta do. Yes, you're gonna do get, get ready, because soon you'll be reading the Pokemon version of Selene! <laughs> <laughs> oh Wait, no, Selene was never in Savage Land. Who was in Savage Land? Uh, Zaladane. Uh, <laughs> it's time for dinosaur mutant magic. <laughs> <laughs>
although now I have an idea for another campaign where you just meet the Pokemon version of Celine. <laughs> oh, goodness. Oh, would she be a gem leader or, like, Elite Four? She'd be Elite Four, and so so's Candy Southern. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. An Elite Four composed of B-tier X-Men, or B-list X-Men characters. <laughs> it's Celine, Candy Southern, Necra... <laughs> And Wizkid. Yep. <laughs> is Morph the champion? Yes. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> this one's for you, Morph! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh... All right, our final question comes from Eli, who uh, has an awesome closing question they learned some years ago. Uh, what is a question that you were expecting to get, but didn't? And then answer it. <laughs> well, I was expecting to get a question of like, are you guys going to stick with this system or find something new? And we didn't, but that's why we went on that whole tangent, so I'm glad we did. <laughs> mm-hmm. Maybe some sort of question about like, how we ended up with our teens having their sort of like typing styles like Jillian has mostly dark type Belle has mostly ghost type and uh, Gabe has mostly bug type we are a psychic team's worst nightmare yeah that's why I call, that's why I call us the three faces of fear <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny how that shook out yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that probably leads into what I, I thought I was going to probably ask if can't remember if this was asked previously if uh, if the Pokemon we caught were prefer uh, were preferences on uh, our favorite types. Or I, I can't remember if I touched on it. It's like I never really used to be a bug fan. It wasn't until we started playing this that I started ha- I started realizing it's like, wait, look, I came upon it's like I'm thirty I'm I'm thirty so years old. I like bug types now. I guess I like bug types now. <laughs> you you look over and you see the the bug catching that and you're like, oh, oh, this is my life now. <laughs> uh, I think the I think the only question I it was also related to like uh, our Pokemon was was like was there any Pokemon that like you kind of, like, really wanted to get, and you got. And I think the other one was, like, what what Pokemon that you didn't really, like, care for before you started the, the campaign has now grown to be one of your favorites, and I, I think for me, that's pretty easy. I never really cared for Chatot beforehand, and now Chatot is, like, my favorite bird Pokemon. <laughs> yeah. You know what, I'll say that I never thought I would be playing with, like, a That's spoilers! Oh, shoot. <laughs> no, I never thought I would be playing with a, with a fossil Pokemon. I rarely, like, I would get the fossil Pokemon, and it would either be boxed, or, like, I never really had the opportunity to, like, go back to, like, the lab where you could get them uh, revitalized. 
uh, when I was like playing the handheld games. So I'm very glad that I now get to play with a Lilip. And that's another fossil Pokemon that like I didn't really care for when um, Gen 3 came out. I was a lot more into like other fossil Pokemon. But yeah, I've, I've learned to love and appreciate the Lilip. Mm-hmm. I don't know, Duncan. How about you? Uh, I uh, out of everything that I've caught, the two that I I I didn't think much of, but now like they've become they're in my like top twenty list of Pokemon. Is uh, Pinfall and Flare the uh, the Awak or Awakmid in the uh, Levity? Yeah. Uh, the Levity more so because there's a meme picture. I love it. It's like it's 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 a it's a plant. It's the line of like all the little like seed type Pokemon as in their basic forms, and they're called the small plant boys. <laughs> I have to find the picture and share. It's it's adorable. And it's like I like all of these because it introduced Smallov because Smallov became part of that crew, and as of right now, that's my profile picture on my Nintendo on my Switch account. Is that's my profile picture? It's just a Smallov. <laughs> And that's one of my favorite Pokemon in the new edition right now. Is that that's their it, it, the evolution Ar Arbolov is in my final lineup of Pokemon. Nice. I guess Tanner, uh, any of our Pokemon that we have caught, uh, like have any of the have any of them grown to be some of your favorites, like in the games? Um, I don't know, because honestly, I've kind of been a, a fan of all of these Pokemon. Very conveniently, I like a lot of Pokemon, and I, so I pretty much like all of your Pokemon. I definitely have a newfound respect for Kangler and Krabby, because yeah. they were just some guy before. <laughs> they were just dudes. But now, now, Claw might be the greatest Kingler. The best. This is very true. <laughs> Which started out as just an obsession from one Pokemon episode. <laughs> I think that that's still still down like one of my favorite Pokemon episodes in the entire series. And I've always liked Meta Metacham and Dusclops, but now just even more so because they're yours. Because mm. my friends like them, and that's rubbed off on me. Mm -hmm. I gotta say, I like I never had the opportunity to actually like use a Medicham because I would have a Meditite and that would catch something else and it would end up in the box. But, like, Lee is legitimately one of my most clutch Pokemon simply because of how I built him. <laughs> the Mind Reader high jump kick combo is unreal. <laughs> and when he hits that focus punch someday, it's going to be legendary. I'm going to pop off. Yeah. That's yeah, that's a... Uh... That's it for the questions from all the good fans. Uh, just want to take a quick second and just say thank y'all for listening and sticking with us. Because, like, there's not a lot of people out there that could go, like, AFK for, like, two solid years. Like, yeah, I was really impressed that we got so many people sending us questions. And yeah. I'm really grateful for it. People legitimately, like, missed us. And that is, you know, that's special. I think we were... we. We built something nice, and now we're 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 not we're not back to square one. We're 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 just back in the we're back in the square that we were in. Yeah. So mm -hmm. let's uh let's finish this. Mm -hmm. 
before 2025. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's the goal. That's the goal. Yeah. Even if it's like December 31st, 2024, we will have this shit done. Yeah. Come hell or high water. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, that's it for questions. Uh, any Any final thoughts from y'all? Get ready. <laughs> well, you've been saying for a long time that we're entering, like, the final act, I think? Like, the second to last act. Okay. It just really like depends you... on how quickly... You know, here's the thing, like, I've been saying there's maybe a third of it left, but it also just depends on how quickly you go through stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just look at here in our... in. Uh, where we are, we're in Act 5 Brainstorm still. Uh, and You're near just... the end of Act 5. We're near the end of Act 5, going into Act 6, and Tanner's blacked out, like, Act 6, 7, 8, and 9, so I'm not sure if, uh, how long this is going, but... I don't think it's gonna be 9 acts, I think it's gonna be 7 acts. Okay. <laughs> Babe, I can't even remember what 7 and 8 would've been. <laughs> oh boy. When Acts the Acts... We'll end on Act 7, and Act 7 will be only a single episode. <laughs> Just like Homestuck. Oh. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> We're playing an epilogue episode after that. Yeah. <laughs> get oh, ready for Beyond that. Canon. Uh. We'll get weird and bad. <laughs> I've, I've always okay. said it was bad, and I'm glad I was vindicated. One day I'll lock one of my friends in a glass box and explain Homestuck to them. It won't be Ryan, though, because he will die. <laughs> I think I on that die. note, though... It'll be, blood on, it'll be blood on your hands. Yes. What color blood? <laughs> uh, pink. Weird. Imagine she! Imagine she! A murder's been committed! Anyway. 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 No, I didn't say anything, Google. God well, damn it. We'll just go on hiatus for another year after this. <laughs> no, 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 we're not doing that again. <laughs> okay. I can edit. I can do this. I can do this. <laughs> hey, let, no, it's Ryan, it's not just on you. At any point, I could have said, okay, I'm ready. Let's do it again. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's not just me. <laughs> <laughs> we're all in this together. <laughs> Anyways, on that note, I think we should wrap this thing up. Yeah, yeah let's wrap it up. As long as a normal All right. episode. Alright, first first things first, let's go around the horn here. Uh, Tanner, where can people find you? We're at the combination of old social media dying and new social media struggling to be born, but you can probably find me on those on at, at either Sparky Upstart or Spark Young Upstart. Nah, let me let me try that again. We're at the combination of old social media dying and new social media struggling to be born, but if you think I'm going to be on a website, you can find me at either Sparky Upstart or Sparky Young Upstart, and I'm including Neopets on that. Nice. Um, Hi, Lindsay? I'm usually at a combination of Lindsay M 476 or Crash476. Uh, let me just check the archive of our own. I'm at Mitchy underscore four seven six. That I I I'm promoting the fuck out of this fanfic. It, it's Marvel. Ooh. Maybe I'll write some Pokemon fanfic. Ryan and I've got a Ooh. we've got a fan 
region that we came came up with and it's like i want to do some stuff with it it's more like i came up with the idea and then Lindsay said oh that's a great idea it's mine now <laughs> <laughs> brian you can add to the pinterest board whatever you want <laughs> yeah i know uh duncan uh i barely use my social medias but i think i think i've switched everything over to double d dunk uh yeah, I'm probably gonna be most active in Shameless Plug my uh, Twitch stream, which is Double D Dunk. That's probably where you'll most actively see me. <laughs> and as for myself, you can find me at the combinations of Haunted the Vagabond, Vagabond Haunted, or Haunted Vagabond, or whatever. I have a link tree. You could find that. Uh, but I just recently got on Blue Sky. Thank you, Tanner, for the lifeline. Uh, and that one is at Haunted the Vagabond. That's where I should be probably the most active while Twitter slowly dies a painful death. Yeah. Uh, which that one is Vagabond Haunted, where you can find the, the link tree and all that good jazz. I'm also, just like t uh, Duncan, active on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Haunted the Vagabond. That's it. That's all from us. Uh, y'all stay Y'all stay good. We, we don't have a proper like, like ending phrase. Garbanzo beans. Thank you for listening to this episode of Pokemon Adventures in the Millennium. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at PKMN underscore Millennium. And check out our link tree to find us on other platforms, like our community Discord. We'd like to thank the creators of Pokemon, Satoshi Tajiri, Januchi Matsuda, and Ken Sugimori, as well as the creators of Pokemon Tabletop United for providing us the system we use. If you enjoyed the show, consider leaving us a review means a lot. We are a non-profit fan-based parody. Pokemon is owned by the Pokemon Company, Game Freak, Creatures Incorporated, and Nintendo. Please support the official release. <laughs> you know what, that's it, right there. I'm, I'm not even adding anything else, it's just garbanzo beans. <laughs> garbanzo beans. Hard fucking end right there. <laughs> Just so, so prano it. <laughs>
This garbanzo bit. Right. Bye, everybody.